Welcome to the Blind Luminations Podcast. I'm Alex, the voice of Mark's narration software. This week the Blindamic duo is talking about depictions of the blind in TV and film. I really wish they'd talk about depictions of the blind in podcasting so I could share my opinion about Mark though. He's a real doofus sometimes. Anyway, I've gotta run. I'm late for a hot date with Ava, one of his other narration software voices. There ain't no love like a disembodied love after all. Welcome to Blind Luminations, the show that is half-sighted, half-blind, all podcast. Now get ready to open your ears to your two favorite luminaires, Mark and Jan. Hey Illuminati, welcome to the Blind Illuminations podcast. I am one half of your hosting team, the Blind Avenger. My friends call me Mark. I'm along here with my sighted wife, the guiding goddess. Our friends call her Jan. And uh, she's like my long-lost pal, so I call her Betty, and she calls me Al. How's it going today, <laughs> Betty? Doing great, there's Al. A, there's a huge portion of our listeners who will not know what I was referencing whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Because we're getting older, and there's a lot of people who will not understand that. But for those who do not, just look up Paul Simon on the internet, and you'll understand eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, how's it going today, Jan? <laughs> Or should I call you Betty? What would you prefer? We gonna stick with Jan? Guiding Goddess was uh, pretty good. Guiding Goddess is good. So, well, that that's a mouthful, though. Right? I mean, to say that all the time? I feel like it would get old quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how you doing? Answer my question. I've asked it to you three times now. What was the question? It's I like Beetlejuice, now. almost. Uh, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Okay. Well, that was anticlimactic, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Our listeners are enjoying this little banter. Uh, for those of you who are listening to our podcast for the first time, uh, I am completely blind, and my wife, as I said, is fully sighted, and together we talk about our married life together, dealing with my disability, all of the situations and fun that comes along with it, and uh, we go through a different topic every week, and this week we will be covering depictions of the blind in film and television. So that's our fun topic today. Uh, If you enjoy what you hear, be sure to subscribe for free or tell your friends about us. Uh, We are available pretty much wherever you can find great podcasts. We are also on Apple Podcasts where you can give us a five-star rating and review. Uh, We would definitely appreciate that because every little bit helps to give us some more exposure. And that's what this game is all about. We don't want to be talking to ourselves uh, we enjoy what we do, but we like to we like to send it out to you, the listener. I feel poetic today. Mm-hmm, Doing a I'm lot impressed. of rhyming. Yeah, you mm-hmm. like that, eh? It just came together quite organically. So, anyway. So what's new? What's been going on with, with Jan, the guiding goddess? What's What's making her world turn this week? Because, you know, the soap opera is the world turns. It's Oh, okay. I was wondering. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was going for. It, did, it wasn't very... Uh, it, yeah, it, it was a little bit <laughs> abstract there. Sorry. Uh, let's see. What's new? We uh, well, we went to the Christmas market. We did Sundays, on Sunday. That was fun. Which is in uh, Kingsville. 
We got some meringue cookies, mm -hmm. just these little cookies that kind of dissolve in your mouth. And in the middle, they have different things in each cookie. There's some that had score pieces with chocolate, some that were black cherry, um, not black cherry, sorry, black forest mm -hmm. uh, flavored, and uh, other ones that were mints, they had coconut. Uh, what else? There were some other ones, wasn't there? Or is that all the flavors? I can't think of any more, so that must I be think all that of was them. All of them. Yeah, yeah, okay. I remembered all of them. I'm pretty proud mm -hmm. of myself. But yeah, we got some of those, and you got a very nice Christmas ornament for our tree. Yeah, it was, uh, I collect angels. Because mm -hmm. um, you're my angel. One. Yes, uh, that's why. Yeah. No. Well, you are my angel, though. Can't right. see me. The listeners can't see me waggling my eyebrows. Mm -hmm. So I made the sound I, effect I think for they them. can understand from my scoffing sound. And, scoffing? Yeah. What? Why are you scoffing? Uh, because I started collecting angels because uh, I was my mom's angel. And so she would give me ornaments of angels. You can be more than one person's angel, you know. No. Just saying. You can be. No. I mean, there are several angels who are angels to everybody no i've watched enough tv and film to know <laughs> only one one only angel one. gets assigned to a specific uh -huh. person right that's how it works yeah okay you can have up to two best best friends and then other friends who aren't as close and then acquaintances i think what does that's it have to do with angels mode. i'm just telling you things i've learned okay anyway it's, I'm just so telling you, you things have... I've learned. I'm just telling you things I've learned. One has nothing to do with the other. And you can only have one angel. That's it. <laughs> Those are the two rules of life as learned by television. Yep. Okay. Who ever had more than two angels? I don't know. Just I mean, one. people who are a part of religion know there are several angels. Is what my point is. I'm not like just talking about guardian angels. I'm just... Angels in general. No, you can have... Everybody recognizes... There's a hierarchy, so you can have, like, one angel and then the supervisor, but, like... A supervisor? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's the way it works, dude. Supervisor angels. There's a hierarchy. Uh-huh. With supervisors. Do they have district managers as well? Yeah. They have managers, assistant manager yeah, have, angels. Have you not watched any shows with angels? Obviously, I haven't watched enough of them. To know mm -hmm. this, because yeah. I didn't know you had supervisors, district managers, mm -hmm. um, assistant managers, managers. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. almost like, like it's almost like, and everything else. Yeah, it's yeah. almost like we are employees of the angels. This whole entire thing is like the restaurant industry. No, this world. we're the clients. We're the retail. How are we the clients? They order us around. They could Angels smite us. Do it. Well, yeah, they could smite but... us. Then we're fired. Literally, we go to hell. <laughs> we're fired. Eh? Me? I thought that was pretty clever. Whatever. My point is, is that... You started collecting I'm angels. I'm my mom's angel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I am loved and special. And you're... <laughs> you know, you make that sound and, like uh... you're not loved and special <laughs> by me. Yeah, you know, Jan's just here. Whatever. So anyway, I end up getting an angel ornament made out of seashells. 
Mm-hmm. So the wings are a seashell, and then how they do the body are two seashells on top of each other. And it's very, it's very pretty. Twister. We don't know if they were taken by the seashore or not. I mean, originally they were, but I don't know if that's where this lady got them from directly. Yeah, so then you it's can hang point. it up on your tree. It's very pretty. Mm-hmm. You just totally ignored what I had to say there, didn't you? Yep. So anyway, that's what we got there that day. And since then, we haven't really been up to too much. Just the regular grind of the week. Mm-hmm. Playing out, as it usually does. Mm-hmm. Good times. Nothing too crazy. No, nothing too crazy. So, I mean, we just recorded our last episode a few days ago, so not much has happened in the meantime. Mm-hmm. So do you want to get to the topic of this week's episode then? Yes. I feel like we've Let's. exhausted all of our small talk. <laughs> We live with each other, we talk enough. So mm. when it comes to small talk for this podcast, we just, we don't have time for it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We just rant about angel stuff and mm-hmm. and about our names and whatnot. So anyway, this week our topic is the depiction of blind characters in television and film. Mm-hmm. So you're the one who came up with this topic idea, mm-hmm. so I will let you... Start things off. All right. Well, mm-hmm. um, what is your favorite depiction of someone with blindness? Wow, you're going for the tough questions right off the bat. Oh, yeah. Mm, I would say my favorite depiction would be, it's going to sound weird, but uh, more recently, the Daredevil television show. It would either be, um, I, I would say it's probably the stick character in that show. Because he just has this attitude of, even though you're blind, like, it doesn't mean you just, like, give up kind of thing. I found that character was very empowering. I mean, he has tons of issues and flaws, don't get me wrong, but just the way he approached blindness when he was talking to Matt Murdock as a kid and basically telling him to stop feeling sorry for himself and he had all of these gifts that he could use, I mean, granted... In real life, you don't have uh, you don't have radioactive stuff spilling into your eyes that give you superhuman powers. But uh, just his whole approach to things, like you don't feel sorry for yourself, and instead of focusing on the things that you don't have, focus on your strengths and really using them to substitute what you don't have. And I think that was like a really cool message for people who are blinder in everyday life. Uh, you can apply that to a lot of different things. So it's not just something for people with disabilities. I think it was just a really cool message to put out there. Like, life's not over after something like this happens. So it can mm-hmm. be very empowering for people who maybe have just become blind or even people in everyday life. So I thought that was a really cool way, and especially how they kind of translated it to the television show. I thought they did a really good job with that. So it's on Netflix if anybody wants to watch <laughs> Just saying. It's good. It's a comic book show, so if you don't like that sort of thing, you might not enjoy it, but uh, I just thought the depiction of that character was quite good. So, when you see this good depiction of stuff like that, do you find that something like this, that's a comic book thing, um, do you ever find that it would give an unrealistic expectation? Do people, do you think that because of uh, Daredevil, people think that you have this heightened sense and you have more spatial awareness? I will say, maybe not the spatial awareness, but when I first went blind, a lot of people thought 
that I would have heightened senses and different things like that. And while you do concentrate more on your other senses, uh, for me, I actually had damage to uh, like the sensitivity in my fingertips. So, and my sense of smell is not very good either. Um, so it's not where all of a sudden my other senses became more heightened when I went blind. So I think sometimes that can be a bit of a uh, stereotype. I think there's a lot of different stereotypes that come out when you become blind. Uh, because, I mean, I know a lot of people asked me if I was going to get a guide dog when I went blind because they just automatically thought, hey, that's something people who are blind do. They get a <laughs> guide dog and it helps them out and stuff. And I totally understand that because you see a lot of that in media. That's a lot of the depiction of people with blind. They have the white cane, the guide dog, and sunglasses. So, I mean, I didn't blame people for asking me that, but I did get that question a lot. So it's, it's one of those things where um, sometimes you do get that, where people see certain things in media and that, and it's this image that's associated with people who are blind. And it does, it, it kind of, it's a little bit of a stereotype, and it kind of messes with their expectations of what... Uh, you're going to be doing as a blind person and how you're going to approach this situation when really it's like anything in life. There's no blanket solution for everybody. Uh, it's not something that, uh, you know, this person's blind, so they're going to automatically do this. And it's the same as the next one. Everybody has different experiences. Everybody has different comfort levels and uh, they're going to do things that, make sense for them it's it's not this idea that basically there's this this thing that everybody does and it makes it better for everybody because everybody deals differently so mm -hmm. yeah so when it comes to depictions you're more open to there being a very uh a varied range yeah, I'm open to well, I think that's the best way to do it because I mean in society you look at inclusiveness for people with disabilities they come from all corners of the earth I mean experiences are different depending on where you live even so I think having a different range in television and film is important also uh, it has to be something that's thought through you can't just have this character who's blind and it's you're not putting a lot of thought into what it would be like for them depending on the situations around them. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if a movie's taking place in a certain area, uh, you look at that area and see, okay, what would there be there for people who are blind? Uh, if they were living in poverty, what would that look like? They wouldn't automatically have all of this cool gadgetry and technology necessarily to help them out in different things. So I mm. think I think you have to take those things into consideration and really let them inform what the characters are and how they deal with blindness in whatever medium you're presenting them in. Because, I mean, it is something that's different. Uh, somebody who's blind in Toronto has access to a lot more than what I have here in Windsor. Mm -hmm. I mean, just because the resources are different in a bigger city. So, I mean, to act as if somebody who is blind in all media uh, would have the same level of experience. I mean, because you have people who have been blind their entire lives. Mm -hmm. You have people who lose their eyesight in later years, you know, when they're teenagers, like I did. Um, there's, there's different things. There's nuances. And I think mm -hmm. it's something that really has to be thought out. Now I'm going to ask you, uh, 
because like I don't want this just to be <laughs> question and answer where there's no real conversation between the two of us. I'm going to ask you, like, what have you thought of different depictions of the blind that you've seen um, in television and film, basically from like a before and after perspective? Because I mean, you and I, we've been together almost, it'll be 15 years this October. So, I mean, you've obviously seen people who are blind in media before you and I started dating, and then obviously you've seen plenty of depictions afterwards. What did you think of different depictions of the blind before we met as opposed to how certain ones have been portrayed now? There are a lot of differences. Mm. Um, Some of it is... uh, There's certain... Like, I've seen probably more films than that that have... Uh, characters that were blind mm-hmm. uh, compared to you. Right. Because uh, you watch a lot we, more we on about Netflix this. and yeah, different I've, things. Yeah, I've watched yeah. a lot more different things. And, you know. So, I mean, that's going to be relatively different because obviously my experience pool is a little bit uh, wider than yours. Mm-hmm. Um, so, looking back, so I, maybe I would we, say that, you know, what the. Biggest difference. I was just going to say, maybe we should approach this like you're asking, maybe you want to start asking me questions about like, as a blind person, what I'd like to see depicted, whereas like you have more of that experience of seeing what is actually out there. So maybe we can contrast those two things even. I would say the the biggest thing for me is that since getting to know you and um, understanding blindness and stuff like that, I would say the the biggest issue i would have with depictions is how a lot of film in that will always do the extreme of blindness Mm -hmm. where it's completely blind okay yeah there's no in like there's no there's legally blind it's yeah there's there's very little um if any, I'm trying to remember if there's any that uh, specify that, you know, well, they do have some sight mm. or it is this. Yeah. Um, so it, it's very difficult because yeah, I guess like there's not very good representation for people who might have different visual impairments, such as macular degeneration or uh, I'm trying to think of another. There's the other one that I can't think of the name of mm. right off the top of my head. Yeah, but there, there's different forms of blindness and there's mm-hmm. different levels, mm-hmm. uh, so to speak. And uh, so, I mean, you watch different shows and sometimes the issues I have, like um, uh, Red Dragon, uh, which is like, I, I enjoy the film. Yeah. But they have a, a blind character and it's where I watched it and she she goes to a guy's house. She's never been there before. She's walking around alone. He he wakes up. She's gone from the bed. She's gone to walk in like the courtyard of his place. Okay. Uh, basically, I'm, I I want to say almost barefoot, but without a cane, as far as I I, I recall. Okay. It was just like okay, but like that's a that wouldn't lot. happen. Yeah, it's like that's a lot for a blind person just to like do on their own mm-hmm. like to just you know especially to walk outside barefoot and like that's not very smart to navigate through a home they've never been in before yeah have no help whatsoever navigating in there mm-hmm. and be able to to go outside and know that that's what they're going into yeah like, right that that's 
what they were going to find or anything. And so it was just Good a thing very nobody left thing. a garden hose. I know. She like, might have tripped. <laughs> so it was one of those things that I, I saw that. And I think before meeting you, I wouldn't have been so, it wouldn't have been so jarring. Yeah. Been like, oh, I like didn't think that blind people could do that. But I mean, and that's where how much eyesight she did have becomes an issue. Mm-hmm. Because like, okay, well, maybe if she could still see this much, that would explain why she didn't need this and she could do that. But I mean, that's not really touched upon in the film. Right. Because she's supposed to be blind. She can't see the guy. So it's stuff like that, like, that I think now I'm more aware of. Mm-hmm. So I think right. that's that's probably the biggest thing for the depictions is that it's sort of, uh, when it comes to blindness... In TV and film, it's sort of all or nothing. <laughs> yeah, right. No, that makes sense. And I, and now that you mentioned that, it's not necessarily something I thought of. But you're right. It's either the person is blind or they're not blind. There's no no middle ground where they're losing their vision mm. or they don't see things the same way everybody else does. And I think that's a real shame because it could really educate a lot of people in terms of the fact that there are several different kinds of visual impairments. Mm. And because when people hear blind, they just think, oh, you can't see. And mm. that's not always the case. You can be legally blind, still be able to see, but I mean, you need such a large magnification to mm. see things or you can have basically tunnel vision because of certain visual impairments mm. and stuff like that. There's sensitivity to light with other ones. So, I mean, yeah, they kind of dumb things down in terms of blindness for different forms of media. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think that's Hollywood in general. They tend to dumb well, down yeah, a lot of concepts yeah, when they translate them to the big screen or well, television. You, you can't explain to them that they can see a little bit or they can only see, you know, the peripheral vision is what they have yeah exactly so it's like well yeah but if you spend a little time on it you can (laughs) i will say the one thing that really annoys me about uh different forms of media and the different depictions of people with blindness were like the different shows like they've had a couple different movies now uh where basically nobody can see all of a sudden it's like the sudden event Mm -hmm. and i mean they even have and i will admit i have not seen the show uh see with jason momoa uh but that's another situation where it's like this dystopian future because everybody's lost their eyesight and all of a sudden there's somebody who's born who has who can see apparently and they have to protect this kid um so like that's kind of the premise of that show Mm. because he's gonna help them kind of thing and i that really bothers me because it makes it look like and i'm not saying that things would just resume as normal if all of a sudden everybody went blind but it just it gives off that impression like oh my god if everybody went blind we would be totally screwed and nobody would be able to do anything for themselves Mm -hmm. and that really bothers me because it, it just reinforces this stereotype that people with disabilities are lesser than mm-hmm. and i mean yeah we have different abilities or some things obviously we can't do we can't see so but it doesn't mean that we can't contribute mm-hmm. and provide things and do different things it's just we have a different skill set and a different way of going about it i mean a lot of i remember like reading different studies and stuff and saying how it's very beneficial to have people with different disabilities in the workplace because they are more than more likely to think outside of the box than people who have their full abilities because, I mean, they are used to um, really having to adapt 
in order to solve different problems and stuff and do stuff on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think like something like that where it's like, oh, man, society would be totally in shambles if everybody went blind. It's like, no, I don't think it would be. I think things would be bad for a while, but I think people would adapt eventually and it wouldn't be this thing where everybody is like doom and gloom and there's no hope for humanity. Mm. It's it's just, it's such an exaggeration and it it bugs me. So I don't know. Like there's some situations where it's like, is it really getting worth getting so worked up about? But in another sense, I feel like it just reinforces a negative stereotype Mm -hmm. that people continue to have. And I mean, uh, I was just hearing the other day, like, in Canada, basically two thirds of people who are blind live below the poverty line because it's so hard to get employment and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And different depictions of the blind in movies and television and that, that doesn't really help to counter that. That just, to me, reinforces that stigma attached to being blind mm-hmm. or having any kind of disability. People just look at people with disabilities sometimes as if they can't do the job. So we're not going to waste our time or effort because it'll take too much time to train them and Mm -hmm. really what are we going to get out of it yeah so that bugs me like when they Mm -hmm. do stuff like that i i think it would be far more beneficial and i there are some places where this is starting to happen where there are more positive depictions of people who are blind i mean there's that show i believe it's called in the dark on the cw Mm -hmm. and they try to take a little bit more of a realistic approach it's actually based on somebody um a real life person and uh she consults on the show i believe Mm -hmm. and so they made that i mean in the show she's got several problems she has a drinking problem and different things but it's a more realistic depiction of a human being Mm -hmm. um with this disability and they really try to make it as realistic as possible so i mean that's really cool i think they have like the main actress isn't blind but they have somebody else who is blind Mm -hmm. on the show and um like i said they have different consultants and stuff so they really try to inform uh, their decisions on the show with different characters Mm-hmm. And they try to make it as realistic as possible. She has a guide dog on the show who's not an actual guide dog. But they came out and said, actually, that um, they couldn't use an actual guide dog for the television show because it would essentially break the guide dog's training mm-hmm. if they did that. Because they're taught to, like with the television show, you have to do several takes of a scene and stuff. So. If you're telling a guide dog to do something and then you're telling them to do it again and again, the guide dog thinks they're getting it wrong. And that would be very detrimental because it would just really mess with their minds. They would think, okay, like I'm doing what I'm being asked, but they keep telling me it's wrong. So they couldn't do that. And that was the main reason why they couldn't have a guide dog in the show. Because some people had brought that up, like, why don't you have a guide dog in the show? And they had to come out and explain it. And Mm -hmm. it makes sense. And I thought it was really cool because it educates people as to how these different things work. So to me, including people, blind characters, different things like that, if you do it right in television shows and movies, it can be a very educational experience for everybody. Because, I mean, as a blind person, I didn't even know that. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, like... um... There are good depictions. When, uh, sorry, when you were talking about different depictions, there's uh, the horror movie. I'm trying to remember its name now. But uh, 
the main villain is blind. He's completely blind. Okay. And it's supposed to be these people break into his house because they think they're going to get some money. And then they find out that he's like a killer and that. Uh-huh. And he's trying to shoot them with the gun and everything. Uh-huh. And he's got like... This sounds like quality entertainment just from he, the way you're describing it. He's managed to like kidnap someone and like keep her in the basement with this special like sealed room kind of thing okay. and no one apparently knew and it's like that's a lot for a blind person to do <laughs> yeah i don't necessarily think i would like, be able there, to do that there were certain parts it's like okay yeah like a blind person would be able to sense this or mm. like okay like that's that's believable and then they get to this part and it's like I just, I just don't see how he was able to do that and be completely blind. That's the I thing you just... want to, you want to portray them as competent, yeah. but you don't want to make it look unrealistic because that can have a detrimental effect as well. I mean, mm. if you're showing that people who are blind can do a lot more than what they can, I mean, there's this expectation from people in real life that follows afterwards, like, oh, you can't do this. It's like, well, no, I'm freaking blind. Like, what do you expect from me? You know what I mean? So, I mean, it goes both ways, kind of. And yeah, that's that's kind of crazy. I remember I remember this soap opera. My mom, I forget which soap opera it was, but I remember my mom telling me about a soap opera where one of the characters went blind and they had like a, a white cane, obviously, but they had it was like a trick white cane where like they hit it as like a button or something and like a knife came out at the end and they could stab people with it. Mm, yeah. yeah yeah that's i find mm-hmm. that special mm-hmm. yeah so yeah i don't know <laughs> it's just these different things it, it kind of makes you wonder right mm-hmm. so yeah before you mentioned the uh the horror movie actually it made me think too of blade runner 2049 with uh jared leto his character was blind in that one and yeah. he actually wore contacts so that he couldn't see mm-hmm. and i remember being like so annoyed with that because I felt like, I don't know, like, there's a paying attention to detail, but, like, he's one of those actors who goes in, like, method, right? Mm-hmm. So he would wear those on set and have people guide him around the set and do different things like that. And it just bugged me because I always, it always made me feel like, oh, yeah, he's, like, trying to act as if, like, oh, this is being blind. And it's like, yeah, but at the end of the day, you get to take those contacts out and you're not really blind. Mm. And it just really annoyed me. Like, it just made me feel like he was, he was not, like, trivializing being blind, but you do you know what I'm getting at? Mm-hmm. I mean, it just it felt, like, really pretentious of him to do something like that. And I understand he was trying to get in that headspace, but at the same time, it's like, okay, like, you don't really know what it's like. And that's something that bugs me sometimes, too, is when people just, they don't put in, like, the time necessarily so you think to it was really like understand. A, a, a shortcut. In a sense, yeah. Because, like, putting in these contacts and not being able to see and like putting yourself in that headspace while you're acting like that's one thing but to really do the research and understand what it's like for people who are blind and different things i i think that gives you a better understanding at least of Mm -hmm. what you're going to be portraying i mean obviously they didn't hire an actor who is actually blind which to me would have been 
uh, more beneficial for that role. But I un- I understand to a certain extent they want to have big name actors in these big budget movies. Mm. But at the same time, it's like, okay, you need to have some level, a, a greater level of authenticity when it comes to stuff like that, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And like, I just found it a little bit insulting to hear that he took it that way. And it's, to me, okay, like, don't try and pretend you are blind necessarily. Like, try and really understand what it's like and use that to fuel your performance. Now, for me, the only thing I I would question about taking that route is the character was very accustomed, obviously, to being blind. Mm -hmm. This was almost a non-issue for him. Right. In a sense. Mm-hmm. So I would think to put yourself in a position where you have to navigate through it would almost hurt the character because right. that character isn't experiencing that level of uh, discomfort that you, the actor, would be doing. Like it's... Mm-hmm. I could understand more if... I could see the benefit of doing it for someone who uh, the character had recently gone blind... Yes. But if you're going to portray, like, you know, it's... Now, what are you saying? Like, you you can understand doing what? Putting in the context. Right. Okay. If it was for a character that... Who just recently gone blind. Yeah. Okay, I got you now. Because I could understand that that would put him in a better headspace for it. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're doing this, but the character is supposed to be so comfortable with it... Yeah. It becomes, well, like... You know, I would think it would hurt your performance a little because yeah. it's not where he's uncomfortable with it or where he's learning how to be blind or anything. Mm. This is this is first nature for him now. And unless I'm totally off base, uh, if I am, any Jared Leto fans want to mm. call me out on it. Uh, I, I don't believe like he went to talk to like people who are blind to research the role or anything. And to me, that would have been really beneficial. Talk to somebody who has been blind all their life, who is extremely comfortable with it and learn how they got to that space and kind mm-hmm. of really look at how they approach life and different things. And that might have informed your performance a bit more. Yeah, because I remember um, Macaulay Culkin was in a movie called Saved, which is a funny movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, and in it, he plays someone who's in a wheelchair yes. and he was saying that he, he, you know, tried it out. He talked to people in wheelchairs and one of the things that added to his performance was because, um, when you sit in a wheelchair for a long period of time, you have to move around a little bit. Like you have to move yourself yeah, or else you get sores mm-hmm. and, you know, by talking to people who were in wheelchairs, he realized that. So he tried to add that into the movie because he knew that someone who was not new to the wheelchair game, so to speak, (laughs) would be doing something like this. So it's just one of those little details. So it's something that, I mean, he he could have spent, you know, a week in a wheelchair and never figured that out unless he talked to people who were in wheelchairs. Yeah, and to me, that little extra level of authenticity just it, it does something. You know what I yeah. mean? It just shows that they do care. They took care in the performance mm-hmm. in really depicting things properly and not wanting to take a shortcut, like you said, with yeah. Jared Leto. And it's, it's uh, one of those things for actors that I've always, 
uh, you always have to give them extra props when they do something that is easily overlooked. Mm-hmm. It's it's just part of the character, but you know it had nothing to do with the scene. Yeah, but it was just something that okay, I could see that Anthony Stewart head in one episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer comes racing out of his office and he has one of those uh, stamps mm-hmm. for uh, books and he was holding it and they said like you know why why would you do that kind of thing like he got praise from people like oh that was a neat little thing you added and he said what happened was was that he was in the the office thing for the library and he was like okay i'm supposed to be sitting in here doing something what would a librarian be sitting here doing oh i would be stamping books so he was pretending to stamp books yeah until he got his cue to come running out mm-hmm. and so when he did he was still holding the stamp and he ran out with it mm-hmm. and it's one of those things like who cares does it yeah. really add? it's but one of those small one of those little, little things, things yeah. and it added to the scene because at that moment you could see but he was in his office doing work he was being yeah librarian. yeah it's a small little like quirks of like a different character like that little attention to detail mm-hmm. that to me fully fleshes out a character yeah. And and moves them beyond being, I mean, in this particular case, like being blind, it, it moves them beyond being just a stereotype or yeah. like this one dimensional version of someone who's blind. Because being blind, it's not just, oh, okay, what's this character's central trait? Oh, they're blind. It's like mm-hmm. a human being can be blind. That doesn't mean that's their character. Like mm-hmm. they have several traits about them that make them who they are. Like mm-hmm. I am not a disability you know what I mean? And I, I maybe we should make that a hashtag from now on. Mm. I'm not a disability, but it's true. Like, mm. And I think too many filmmakers and different things, they get lazy about it and they approach it like, okay, this character is blind. And that's that's what sets them apart from people. Mm-hmm. And as much as I joke, like in our group of friends, like all oh, the blind jokes and the blind stuff is my shtick, like... I am a fully rounded person. I'm not just the blind guy. You know what I mean? Mm. I used to use that moniker in the podcast, but uh, I am not just the blind guy. I'm I'm a human being. I, I've spent time in my life where I wasn't blind. And uh, even if I had been blind my entire life, that doesn't that isn't what defines me as a person. Mm-hmm. So I think these different elements in film and television they need to realize that and really look at the character first and make sure they do an authentic job of representing mm. what a blind person goes through in their lives and yeah. if they aren't going to do that then they shouldn't have a blind character in the film or television show to begin with yeah like i think for you and anyone else who's blind that when you say it it doesn't define you it is part of your definition if i had to describe well, you, no, it but i'm be, not saying it's the but, only, i'm saying it's not no, the no, only thing i was going to say but yeah. that's not the be all end all yeah that's it. that's more what i mean yeah when i'm saying it yeah yeah it's kind of like if you were going to say you know a good analogy for this because the thing is is that i i go on twitter i go on different social media so I, i've seen people you know trying to understand how People can say, I have an illness, but that doesn't define me. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it's like, well, yeah, but if you weren't, if you were going to describe yourself, would you not say you're, you know, an asthmatic or that you would have like a diabetic? Mm-hmm. So the the analogy I'll use to, to people who have that kind of uh, question about it is that from my experience, at least my humble opinion. <laughs> Wait, you have humble opinions? I can. Oh, okay. 
it's that it's the analogy of your parent was a parent, but that's not all they were. Mm -hmm. You know, the mom wasn't just a mom. She was a woman. She was a wife. She was a sister. She was, you know, like all those mm -hmm. things help define a person, but one soul section of it was not the definition. And you're saying that, and like when you were talking about it, I was thinking too, there's a lot of people who feel defined by their jobs. Mm -hmm. And I, like I would equate that to, to being somewhat similar. Yeah. You're not your job, but that's a big part of your life. Yeah. But that doesn't mean like you are like this career. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Well, exactly. So I feel like, you know, somebody who works at a daycare. Okay, that person is not just a daycare worker. There's several things that make them who they are. When yeah. they are in that role, like that's mm -hmm. what they do, but it's not their entire personality. Like you're made yeah. up of several traits of several different things, mm -hmm. and that's what makes you a person as a whole. And I think too often, like the, the different media, it falls into that trap of just not taking all of those things into consideration when crafting a character who has a disability. Well, yeah, and I, I think that's a problem for a lot of film characters. Mm -hmm. the, the, there's um, kind of a lazy writing where they just go with stereotypes and that. And that's not just for any disability. That's just going for any stereotype. They'll, you know, there's the, the friend that's the goofball. There's a friend that's this. And it's like... Well, it's very easy. They'll just write this person always as a goofball. By the way, and I'm the friend who's a goofball. <laughs> just, so, just so people know, that's I'm the goofball. And yet, if you have friends, you know that, you know, there's one that's a goofball, but at the same time, that person can be, like, the best listener sometimes. Right. Or, you know, and, you know, people have ranges like that. Mm -hmm. So, I unless, think that's part of Unless... But, Sorry, I was going to say, unless the character is Goofy, in which Goofball could translate <laughs> to how he plays baseball. Mm-hmm. Goofball. Get it? <laughs> I'm the Goofball, folks. Anyway, you were going to say that. So anyway, going back to different depictions <laughs> of uh, in movies and that, um, you did have the character from Star Wars. Uh, yes. Who is blind. I love that you character. Really You're him. right. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I love that character. Mm -hmm. Just because, I mean, he he showed, like, he had the force. Like, he was powerful. And it's never where you looked at him, like, lesser than the other characters. Mm -hmm. And he played a really important part in that movie. And he had mm -hmm. his moment in that. And I thought it was really cool. Like, it's one of those things, right, where sometimes you don't realize how important it is to be uh, to have a character that represents you in film and movies until it happens. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of like, it kind of opened my eyes, no pun intended, mm -hmm. um, to what that can feel like. Because in all the Star Wars, you don't have any characters when, with any kind of like disabilities or anything. And to mm -hmm. have somebody who is blind, it's like, yeah, that's my guy. Like, he's representing people who are who are blind in that film and mm -hmm. it really felt empowering to see that type of a character in that movie and someone who was fully competent in his own right and who plays such a crucial role in the film now going from that we'll go to an older movie uh i believe you you know it uh deuce bigelow 
Male no, I've never seen that movie. Oh, you haven't? I know the movie, but I've never oh, okay. seen it. okay. I yeah. thought you would have uh, seen no, it. No, I've never seen that movie. Okay, because they have a blind character, a woman. I can't remember her name. Okay. Uh, but it's supposed to be that she'd recently gone blind. She's getting used to it. Mm. So she's obviously doing, like, very impractical things where she goes to put away the dishes. And instead of opening up the doors, she... she pushes the plate through a plate glass that's in front of the cabinet door and puts them away that way. Uh And so she's doing things like that. Uh So I'm going to guess that's not your favorite depiction. No, no. no. Now, when it's done for comedy like that. I was going to say, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. When it's done for comedy like that, do you have as much of an issue because you know it's being played for, for laughs and people don't take it would probably not take it as a serious depiction. Now I'm going to say like I think it's a fine line when you're when you're using it for comedy. What you just described to me mm. is kind of offensive to a certain mm. extent because to me it's like I think the comedy has to be where it's you're not necessarily making fun of the disability. Like, it's not ridiculous to the point where it's like, okay, like, that's just stupid. Nobody would mm. do that. It just makes, like, blind characters, like, the character looks stupid. Mm. To me, that's where it becomes offensive. Mm. Um, I will say, though, like, I did want to get to comedy in terms of depictions of characters who are blind. Um, stuff like... Deadpool. They have Blind Al as the character. Mm-hmm. I think that character's hilarious. I get a kick out of that. But it's never where they're making fun of her blindness. Like, they use it for gags and stuff. Mm. But I never feel like it's at the expense of the character. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, like, what you just described to me, it's like, it's at the dis- it's at the expense of the character. They're laughing at her mm-hmm. kind of things. Because, like, she's doing something that's so obviously stupid. And, like, even with, like, dude, where's my car? I remember the kid who is blind and he wants to grab the the, the lady in a certain mm. area. And he says, this is how we shake hands. Mm. It's, it's stuff like that. And like, I think, okay, that, that's obvious. That joke obviously <laughs> wouldn't fly now, but, like, no. I, I wouldn't be offended as a blind person to that joke. There's other reasons to be offended by it. Don't get me wrong. But you know what I mean? Like, it's not mm. where they're making fun of the kid's disability. So, like, so to me, it's it, it's very much about how they approach it, and if they're making fun of the character, like if it's a joke at the character's expense, or if they're making fun of the disability. So now, would from Dumb and Dumber, mm-hmm. the the blind boy that gets <clears throat> Petey? Oh God, yeah. Ugh. Now, now you where, put, <laughs> where on the fine line is that? See, now you're putting because me in a tough space because I think that's hilarious, but that's so not. It's so wrong. <laughs> I think. Uh, well, I, I will. I will. Now, uh, when you saw it, the caveat is that yes, you... I first saw it when I was sighted. Mm. I did see it when it originally. So, came do you out. think that changes things for you? Like it. it creates a different um it's hard to memory say. connection like it's hard to say how i would have viewed it if i'd been blind the entire time because obviously i wasn't so like it's hard for me to put my my mind in that space you know what i mean mm-hmm. but uh, yeah i don't know like i i just uh, yeah i i don't know it, it was yeah 
I think I would maybe be more offended by it now <laughs> if uh, I had been blind at the time when it came out, or if I'd been older. But like, I like I look back on that joke, and I, like you can tell, I'm I'm kind of laughing about it now as we're talking about it, which mm -hmm. isn't which isn't good. I'm not gonna say like it was a tasteful joke or anything. I I fully understand mm. why it's offensive to people, but at the same time, I thought it was hilarious, and I yeah. I don't know. There's just something about it that was funny. But, I mean, putting myself in those shoes, though, I mean, I was not very happy when I found out uh, my, my one friend played that practical joke on me where we were driving and he used the windshield washer fluid to make me think it was raining outside because I had mm. my window down in the car. So, I mean... That was something I didn't find very funny. So mm -hmm. I would tend to think that if it came out now, now that I'm blind, um, I wouldn't find the joke quite as funny. Mm -hmm. Because it is more laughing at the disability than, um, than you know, having yeah. a gag at it. It's, it's mm -hmm. something at the character's expense kind of thing. Yeah. But I, yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's it's hard for me because, like, I can also view it as, like, well, it is kind of a gag because, like, it's so stupid because they're, like, but he's, like, you get, gave the dead bird to a blind kid? Like, he was missing a head. And then the guy's, like, don't worry, I took care of it. Mm. And just, like, that part of it, like, makes me laugh even more because it's, like, oh, my God, like, what? <sighs> yeah. Mm -hmm. It, it was not. It, it's not politically correct. You wouldn't see a joke like that today, I don't think. Yeah, movie. probably not. No, Pro I don't think that would fly. There's so many of those movies, right, from the 90s that I don't think would work now. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't be able to get, get away with that stuff now. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think comedy is a very fine line. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, like, the argument can be made. Like, are people too thin-skinned? or Like, should they take it more in stride? Or should should people be more sensitive to how people are going to handle certain situations? Because, like I said before, not everybody who's blind is going to view it the same way. Mm -hmm. You're going to have people who are have just, like, recently become blind. Mm -hmm. They might not find that too funny because that's fresh in their minds mm. all the stuff they went through when they lost their eyesight because it's it's a traumatic experience I, mm. I don't care what anybody wants to say like losing your eyesight you have to adapt and it takes mm. a while there's that transitional period mm -hmm. so i mean it wasn't easy for me during that time um so i don't know like it's one of those things mm -hmm. but there are some people who are comfortable with it they've been blind their entire lives and they don't necessarily have an issue with those jokes. Mm. They don't mind making fun of themselves kind of thing. Because I feel like I can be self-deprecating too sometimes with my blindness and make like jokes about it and different things. Mm. But yeah, like who knows? Like the way I handle it compared to the way somebody else handles it, who's to say what's right or wrong, mm -hmm. right? I mean, it's all open to interpretation as far as that goes. But, like that's how I feel about it anyway. That's the thing with comedy in general, though, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah, like, you have to know your audience and stuff exactly. like that. And yeah. I think, for me, I find that the one from Deuce Bigelow is, at least from memory, just because it seems so over the top... Right. ...that I didn't... I... There... I couldn't see a way to believe this was an actual depiction. Now... I'm going to ask you, like, a similar question. 
if you had only seen that after you started dating me, would that have changed your opinion or would you have felt the same way? Well, that's the thing. Like, I, I'm not. It's hard to put yourself in because, that mindset, like, right? Because, like, I know watching the the Bird Box. Oh God, I haven't watched and... that yet. By the way, I, I know I told people I might end up watching it. I did not. I saved myself from that fate. I just want to point that out. I watched it, and that was your like, mistake. And I was like, I just don't see it going this way. Like certain things, they just wouldn't make sense. Like it just yeah. wouldn't happen. Yeah. Like when they okay, spoiler the, alert. The just just thing. for people who haven't watched it, I will. It's just so you can talk about it freely. Like we're gonna spoil things. Just so yeah. You know. So so basically, what it is is that it starts out where something has happened, and if you see it, you you basically like become very violent and you hurt yourself and kill yourself. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like the happening. Yeah, it sounds just as lame as the happening. Very similar scenes. And, yeah, okay. Um, so they, they cover up their eyes or they try not to see things. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, they get in a car and they've blocked it out because they're going to use GPS to drive to the grocery store. And as someone who drives someone who is blind... GPS is not going to do it. Well, it just makes me laugh because it's like they haven't even gotten to that point with self-driving cars yet. I know. Where like a blind person could use it. So like, really? You think GPS is the way to go here? Like, come on now. Yeah, it's like, oh, like that's just, that's just weird. And then they were like, to have people with the the things on like it was it was just very hard to like i watch a different horror movies than that so this, like i'd be interested this was hard too because it just seemed like people were at a loss or suddenly they were they could they could deal with it completely flying and it's like yeah. i just don't get it like, now i'd be interested to read the book that this is based off of yeah because i'd, I'd be interested to know if the book is any better or if it's just as bad well yeah well there was that movie blindness with Julianne Moore and Mark Ruffalo. Okay, I'm not really familiar well, with that. Well, it was supposed to be that um, someone starts out where suddenly they're they're blind, they don't know why, and suddenly it's like a contagious disease. Is this an older movie or a more yeah, recent one? It's oh, an older one. So did that one have Danny Glover too? Yeah. Oh, there was a lot of controversy when that one came out, I remember. Yeah. Okay, and okay. I was reading that the book it's based off of is a lot better okay. because in the book they um they're able to give time to the transition that people have the emotional transition of right. not being able to see mm-hmm. and so they they give it a little bit more depth into it of yeah people, and this like one this. happens like all like quickly doesn't it yeah. It's, yeah well it was it's basically going from like i can't see to like you know terrible terrible life Mm -hmm. and they don't really dwell on the emotional side and and a little bit like that yeah there's no exploration it's it's just okay i get what you're saying and it's supposed to be that julianne moore can see but she's pretending to be blind so she can be quarantined with her husband Mm -hmm. and you know people walk around with bare butts and there's crap all over the place because apparently yeah that's a, that was your, one of the big controversies when, is like, when you lose eyesight you you just forget how to 
know well that's what it was yeah like it's like civilization just like yeah yeah. it's like people lose the ability to be Mm. like civil or have hygiene or different things and that was the big controversy behind it it's like being blind doesn't cause you to suddenly like just break down and not be able to function in any way it's just like this ridiculous escalation of it and that's what I know, like, the American Federation of the Blind, they protested the movie. Um, They had, like, different protests at different movie Mm. theaters that were playing it because they felt it was so offensive. And and hearing that, like, obviously, yeah, that is. I mean, it's, you know, when I went blind, I didn't, like, crap myself (laughs) because of, you know, I suddenly forgot that, hey, you use a toilet when you go to the washroom. Mm -hmm. It's... Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's a depiction like that where it's like, okay, but they're not going to lose all sense of everything. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like when you when you lost your eyesight, did you forget how to use a washer? <laughs> no, well, that's what I just said. I, I said when I lost my eyesight, I didn't crap myself. I remember that you have to go to the, to the toilet. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. Mm. I did not forget. I, I was able to, you know, I heard the saying on this uh, soap opera, another soap opera where a character went blind. I think it's a common trope, maybe, mm. in soap operas, characters go blind. But uh, the person there said, when you lose your eyesight, you gain insight. Mm. So I had the insight to know that you do not poop your pants. You go to the toilet. Now, one of the movies that I did like that I remember telling and I referenced it so many times in our relationship because I remember seeing it as, uh, I want to say a kid. Um, it's a very older movie. Um, Blind Fury. <laughs> I've still never seen that movie. It's do you own, you don't own it, do you? No, I don't. Oh, we can it, maybe, it's um, basically a guy have to track this down who, who's blind and he's he goes to help this woman out. I'm trying to remember all the, the details here. I think it's funny considering and, yes. I've actually referenced Blind yeah. Fury in one of the uh, episode so <laughs> artwork I'll, things that I've done. So in a lot of my my references to Mark, when I'm like, oh, like, unleash that Blind Fury it's a reference to this movie that he has never seen mm-hmm. um, or heard that, that I've only seen twice in my life. Mm-hmm. And it's basically the guy has, he, he has a walking stick mm-hmm. that he uses to, to go around in that, but it's a taller stick so that he can take out his, his blade, his sword that's inside of it. So it's the same uh, idea as on the soap opera where the guy had yeah. the blind, uh, the yeah. white cane. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe that's where they got the inspiration yeah. from. And it's it's just funny because they're they're he can do a lot more than a blind person can actually do. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's still just a very entertaining thing. You can't take it as like what he can do. So you enjoyed the movie, but it, yeah, I did. Okay, you just have to accept like it's it's a B movie. Yeah, it wasn't it's, intended to be it's good. Not based on a reality. lot of fact <laughs> yeah it's not based on reality. well yeah like just from like the description mm. of it i don't think it was ever intended to be the serious blind fury the documentary yeah, he, of a <laughs> of a blind martial artist it's with uh rudger howard who howard yeah okay and he's he came back from a war and he was blinded but he is an expert swordsman is he blinded by the light? So, <laughs> no. Oh, okay, sorry. So it's supposed to be that uh, 
you know, after so many years from the war or something like that, mm. there's a bunch of gangsters and he's trying to help. Uh, I think it was his, uh, the, the son of like someone he knew or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, oh, there was, it, it's based on. Uh, True story? No, no. It was oh, a series was of uh, uh, Japanese films about a blind oh, okay. samurai. Oh. So it's like their take on it. But it, it's just... should have called it the blinder eye. <laughs> the blinder eye. Mm-hmm. Have a double meaning. The blinder eye and then the blind samurai. The blinder eye. So, yeah. So it's just, you know... Mm-hmm. So, yeah. There's fight scenes with, like, you know... It's one of those things where I think you can have that kind of thing in film, but yeah. you just need to... Make sure you're not trying to present it seriously. Yeah. If people know what to expect before they go in, I think they're a lot more receptive to certain things. Mm-hmm. It's not like that other movie you were mentioning where people like forgot how to go to the washroom. Mm-hmm. They're trying to present that as something serious when really it's so ridiculous that it would never... It's not even plausible. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's just making people who are blind look bad. It's embarrassing and it's demeaning. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if people know what they're getting themselves into before going into it, I think that does a lot, like, especially like with Deadpool, too. Mm-hmm. Like, the kind of movie it is, you know, the Blind Owl character is, you know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. not, to me, it's not offensive. Like, it's all, like, everybody in the movie, like, they make jokes about, like, they put, you know what I mean? Like, everybody is self-deprecating in the movie. Like, there's nobody that's that gets taken seriously. From mm-hmm. the villain to even, like, Deadpool himself kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They all are the subject of jokes. So, like, to me, when that's the case, I think it would be more odd if the character who is blind wasn't subject of a joke. Mm-hmm. Because to me, that would be, like, excluding them in a different way. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. It would be like, yeah. So I, I think it's more inclusive to have them all being made fun of. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's, to me, that's what it is. Like, if you know what you're expecting, mm-hmm. then that makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. So. And I think, too, that I I would look forward to films where, <laughs> okay, maybe it's just because it would help me out. But, you know still having more jokes that the blind person makes at their, yeah. not at their own expense, but, you know, has that. They good, have that blind humor. Yeah, have the Be, blind humor in that. So that when you made a joke at work that, you know, was a blind joke, people wouldn't think you're an awful person. Yeah, especially when you made it. I'll. There have been times when I have retooled <laughs> just the review. story. Yeah, yeah. And I'm telling them what Mark has said. Yeah. And they're like, and I'll laugh, and they're like, Oh, that's terrible. I can't believe it. I was like, I didn't do it. That was him. That that was him <laughs> Yeah, making this joke. I'm the one who like, made the oh. joke. You just retell it and they think you're the terrible person. I'm like, I just, I can't even believe you repeated that. And it's like, how, but how is it bad that you repeated it when the blind person himself was fine with saying it? He seemed okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think it's an issue. I was going to joke here on the podcast, too, because we recently rearranged our bedroom so you could be Mm. closer to the heater and then you move some furniture around. I was going to joke that you did actually tell me where you put the furniture so I wouldn't trip Mm. over it. Yeah. So, yeah. So if you retell uh, that to your coworkers, they might get mad at you. Did you ever see the movie um, Quest for Camelot? No. 
Okay, it was an animated film. I liked it. I remember when it came out, but, but I never saw it. Yeah. One of the heroes is a blind hermit. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so it was, uh, I think it's the only cartoon I'm aware of, aside from, um, I'm blanking. I want to say One Punch Man, but I know that's not it. Was was it's, he one of, uh, was no, he one Airbender. Of, oh, okay. Now, where the he, character is blind. Was he one of Herman's sons? Because there was a band in the 60s called Herman's Hermits. No, no, no. He wasn't. I, I'm just going. I'm just going for it with all of the music references that nobody will understand this episode. This pod is owed, I should say. I just why not? If I can't fool people with Paul Simon, I'm gonna go to Herman's Hermits. Yeah. Why not? They sing the song "The Pied Piper." You probably heard it before on the oldies, the local oldies station. Maybe I don't know about I'll that one. I'll have to one. play it. I'll have to play it for you later. But yeah, I'm trying to think of movies or something that you have seen that that has blind depictions. Um, Besides, have you ever seen Scent of a Woman? No, but I know this, like, there's that one famous scene where he's driving the car and telling him which way to turn. And that wouldn't work. Just so people know that that would never happen. You can do a little bit of that because they've done something on Mythbusters that, like, if you were singing, I have my doubts. I can give you some directions, but not going fast. Not oh, yeah, certain yeah, yeah. things like that. There's, you know, within reason. Come on, we're going to your parents tonight. Why don't I drive? Yeah. How do you think that would end up? Uh, a wrecked car. <laughs> hey, I've always offered to uh, drive, and mm. you don't take me up on it. Although it was oh. nice the one time where you took the the photo of me at the bowling alley in the uh, driver's yeah the driver's seat, and there's the teenagers walking by, and they were like, "What's going on?" You can explain that story if you because want. Because we were it's, we were yeah. we were bowling, and I'd made the uh, the joke bet that whoever won had to drive home, and Mark won, of course, because he's blind. So why wouldn't he win bowling? And uh, <laughs> so we we did that, and I was like, "Hold on, get in the driver's side." Now we're we're in a parking lot. He's not driving. He did not move the car, but. He's walking over to the driver's side, and there were a bunch of uh, teenagers walking by, going to go to their car, obviously, and they kind of slowed because, obviously, where we were parked, the light was on us and everything, so they could clearly see that someone with a cane uh, Mm. is entering the driver's side, and they realized what was going on, I think, because I could see them, like, looking over and trying to figure it out when I took out my, my phone to take a picture. They're like, oh, we get it. Like, it's just for a picture. Ah, and they felt safe again. Yeah. You know. I wasn't going to drive into the bowling alley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can't think of any other movies? Um, hold on. So the, okay. my issue with Scent of a Woman. Oh, okay, yeah, sorry. Because he seemed very, um... The blindness was very much overpowering to him. Okay. I kind of like that, but at the same time, I don't. Um, I don't like, know what do you mean, like overpowering? Enough. What? It became like he was very depressed from it and everything else. And there's a. Thanksgiving he just become blind, or no? He'd been blind for a little bit. Okay. And not that yeah, people yeah. cope in different ways, but I think my. The the problem I remember seeing someone like uh, it, it being brought up was that it was a lot of depression from it, 
But not only that, but there didn't seem to be a lot of um, support for him. He's oh, at a, okay. He's at a dinner, and you know he he's making this these comments about stuff, and a guy gets mad, and he's like, "You want to know how he got blind? It's because you know he got drunk and was juggling grenades, and one went off." <laughs> okay. And like basically, okay. Mm-hmm. And so it's one of those things. Like it just seemed like. Okay, this guy has a lot, but there seems to be depression. But I don't think it was ever properly addressed for him to get help for that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like it kind of left me like left it, you it a little bit cool. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was an interesting film, but it was like I, I just felt like they weren't quite addressing both sides of things. Yeah, like they he, just kind of like yeah, did, deal with a blind guy. Yeah, like, like he, yeah. he tries to to kill himself from it, but mm-hmm. um, I don't think they ever truly address like the fact that it's it's going to take time for him to to deal with it and everything yeah. else they act as if like you should be moving on like yeah it seemed mm. a little bit more like yeah well, that's it's, annoying it's been yeah. time like you should be over this and it's like and that's not how it works yeah everybody deals differently like sometimes mm. it takes longer it's not just a tough love kind of thing mm. Mm. so anyway well th- is that all the movies you got because I think so. Okay, if so, then maybe we should wrap this one up. Yeah. Put a little bow on it, mm. as it were. But that's for your favorites. I think we've hit on your least favorites. Least favorites. What we are hoping for. Yeah, from drama to comedy, mm. everything in between. I think we uh, we put our stamp on it. Mm. I'm Line Fury. We're coming for you one day. <laughs> I'm going to watch it. Uh, anyway, so yeah. So with that being said, that does it for this episode. If you want to follow us on social media, you can do so. We are on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash blindilluminations. We are on Twitter at blindillumination. Cut off the S because Twitter mm-hmm. is so cruel to us. They don't let us have it. Anyway, you can also find us on Instagram at www.instagram.com slash blindilluminations. Jim's photos are up on there, uh, and I always put up, well, I shouldn't say always because I've missed a few weeks, but uh, I usually put up the episode or two for uh, each episode that we put out. So if you want to check that stuff out there, all the stuff I've drawn, my blind sketches, uh, you can do so. And if you want to get a hold of us as well, you can email feedback at blindilluminations.com with any of your feedback obviously uh questions comments whatever you got we will take and we will get back to you as soon as we possibly can so i don't know what we're talking about next week we haven't really come up with a topic yet but once we do i've got like the rest of the year scheduled out so (laughs) i'll be able to run down the list next week of what we have in store but uh until then you don't have anything else you need to say this week jan Oh, guiding goddess? Nope, I think that's about it. Okay, so with that being said, until next week, don't be a dingleberry. Keep your ear holes happy and stay tuned. Thanks a lot for listening, and we will talk to you later. Bye-bye. Toodaloo. Blind Illuminations was created by Mark and Jeanette Rushlow. Theme music was provided by Bill Nouveau www.nouveauentertainment.com Make the God of Blindness happy. Mark calls him Blinder. Rate, review, and subscribe to Blind Illuminations on iTunes or wherever great podcasts are found. 
This has been a Fire Teddy production. Do you know if it was uh, Wayne's World to be Tulu, Tulu, Tulu? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs>